Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I poured some of them in my cup, and I did not see the peanuts in there. It tasted great. I don't think you're at fault on this one. Thank you. It felt uh, crazy because I'm so careful, and I like just, man, threw a handful of that mix into my mouth sitting in my car in the Trader Joe's parking lot before I pulled out because I was so hungry, and I just, I'd grab the bag without looking and did that, you know, last minute s- snack grab. It was like on the end cap in the aisle where where I was paying. It was an impulse buy. It that- was total impulse buy. And fucking bit me in the ass with its shady hidden peanut factor. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to get the bag. Warning for everyone who's allergic to peanuts. Do not eat the Trader Joe's snack mix that is. Uh, Mike's getting it. He's got it. All right. Here we go. All right. If, if you're listening, it's delicious. But if you're <laughs> allergic, allergic to, to peanuts. peanuts the spicy shockery mix, which is crunchy, spicy Indian style snack mix, uh, like you can't even see the peanuts on the packaging. It doesn't look peanutty. I should have, yeah. I mean, you know, I always, I always read the ingredients because if it contains any allergens, they pull that out at the bottom. So it's very quick to spot when you flip it over and you look at the ingredients. It'll always say contains. Oh, it does soy. here. Contains milk peanut. Yep. There yeah. you go. So I should have seen that, but I didn't look at the back and I grabbed the bag and I threw a handful in my mouth and f- had a terrible night. <laughs> you know how we all have to carry clear backpacks now when we go to music festivals and a lot of high schools? Yeah. I think that we need all clear. If there's a nut involved, you mm-hmm. need clear packaging. Like a trail yeah. mix is always a clear package. <sighs> You know, I, I think, think that anything nut-based needs a clear package. I think that light actually biodegrades foodstuffs, and that's why they're in um, opaque packaging. But I will say, I do wish that there was like a really clear thing on the front of anything with peanuts in it that's like a little logo of some kind. You know, yeah. like how vegan or plant-based foods mostly, you know, now you're super easy to see because they have that little logo on them. And even on weed, they have a weed leaf with like a kind of a warning exclamation yeah, point through THC it in California. Warning. Yeah, yeah. Or recycling. Mm-hmm. There, why don't we have a universal peanut symbol? There should be. I am calling for one. I would like, even if it's just Mr. Peanut, topping his little tip hat, tipping <laughs> his little top hat, <laughs> tip, tip top with the monocles, just saying, hey, I'm in here. Don't eat me because... It sucked. Like, you know, I yacked for hours. Luckily, I didn't I didn't have so much that I had to, like, go to the hospital or use my EpiPen or anything, but still super bums. Man, yeah. brutal. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you, Mary Jane. Oh, thanks, Mike. It was, you know, I mean, it's always a bummer when you put a snack in your mouth and then it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. <laughs> well, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Uh, good. I, I'm okay. Are you okay now? I am okay now. Thank you very much. Yes. Awesome. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And good friends. Good friends. Great people. Caitlin Gill. Caitlin. Cautionary tales. Yep. About peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I want to read a little bit about Shakri because I'd never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I hope I am pronouncing it right. Shakri. C-H-A-K-R-I, um, which is a spiral Indian snack made of rice flour. For the Trader Joe's spicy Shakri mix, they combine pieces of Shakri uh, with crunchy, spicy chickpeas, ri- rice-based tidbits, mm-hmm. as well as peanuts, curry leaves, and turmeric. 
warm spices, delicious crunch. Yeah. Best kind of like mm. mix of, you know, like I love a Chex mix, a snack mix, any kind of like crunchy, salty, bunch of different textures in your mouth all at the same time. The most fun. Yeah. Don't hide peanuts in there. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, I'm glad you're okay now. Thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, I just am um, delighted to. Uh, can I have this? Eat. Yes, you can absolutely take <laughs> yes. it with you. <laughs> Low key. I was also kind of like, this is delicious. Yo, can I? I'm going to. Cool, because I'm going to finish this bag Great. tonight. Great. Thank you. Take them away. Wow. I'm kind of like your hero. You you are my peanut hero. Wow. That's true. Do you want to get to the news? Yes. I would love to get to the news. I, uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just pulling up because we had the Grubble Gazette. It's yeah. presented. The Grubble Gazette is presented by OCB Rolling Paper. is the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918. OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones. They're even burning, no tear gmo free and they're vegan not all rolling papers are created equal ocb offers a premium smoking experience that we call harmony on high yes we do ask for ocb wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products plus visit ocbusa.com and follow ocb on instagram at ocb underscore usa if you like what we do please support the folks that support us Thank you, OCB. Thank you, OCB. And the Grubble Gazette is from Marijuana Moment this week. You can check out their great news site, marijuanamoment.net. And today's news story is that the NFL is funding marijuana research as federal prohibition adversely impacts studies into opioid alternative for players. Let me say it a better way. The NFL is going to be funding weed research to help <laughs> their players get better. This is so great. So the story says that a representative from... The Joint Pain Management Committee, PMC, uh, which is a commission that's been formed between the NFL and the league's players' unions. Player Association. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this commission called the Pain Management Committee, and a representative said that clearly there are a lot of great ideas in the space of weed, and there's a lot of important research that needs to be funded. It's great. It's huge. So they're offering up to a million dollar in grants for researchers to investigate the therapeutic potential of weed. And so here's a couple things the league is specifically interested in. The effects of cannabinoids on pain in football players post-surgery and in daily pain management. The effects of non-pharmacological treatments on pain. The effects of cannabis or cannabinoids on athletic performance as well. Like, so the whole goal is so many retired players have CTE and it's an absolutely I mean, it's deadly. Right. So So CTE is the disease that comes from suffering multiple traumatic brain injuries that can then lead to this progressive and, yeah, fatal disease, mm -hmm. which is crazy. So it's great because that that part's not great, Mm -hmm. but it's great that the NFL is going to be researching and helping pay for research into these things because, you know, they stopped the drug test for weed. Um, but now to really put their money where their mouth is and start clinical research to help these players with CTE, to help people who are retired whose like knees are shot mm-hmm. from 10 years in the league, to help players who are playing now with their recovery and not give them opioids. Like, 
setting a precedence I didn't expect, NFL. Yeah, it's great. They did research on CBD last year, which is really interesting. They um, held two informational forums on CBD last year, and their initial findings weren't definitive, but they determined basically that there's not enough science to back up the hype. So they're putting their money where their mouth is, and they're contributing to the science, and they're getting some clinical research and data to support the fact that, you know, what we all know is that weed is a healing plant. Absolutely. Hold for chopper. Hold for chopper. That's the NBA being like, man, man, man. <laughs> there was a quote that I wanted to read um, that I thought was really interesting from the head of the Joint Pain Management Committee, Dr. Kevin Hill. He said, you know, you have a lot of folks, both states and companies, who are profiting considerably through the sale of cannabis and other cannabinoids, and most of those groups are not contributing to the science. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah. So if you're, he's putting you on notice, if you're a cannabis company that makes money, uh, give back to research. Yeah. Well, it also ties right into our episode with Rachel and Megan Rapino and how when Megan was like, you know, our travel schedule is grueling and they would just hand me a handful of pills and I would pop them back and mm-hmm. that'd be that and I'd feel great. But also, what the hell did I just swallow? Mm-hmm. A little bit of weed, much better choice. Yeah. And the research to back it up will prove that. So, yeah. And it also goes into our Patreon episode with Natalie Fertig who was talking about one of the big sticking points. She writes for Politico. Please check her out on our Patreon. And she said one of the big sticking points when you come at some politicians too hot is what they'll say is, yes, I would love to support it, but there's no research out there. There's no data out there for me to show my base. And you know the reason there's no research and no data is because it's a Schedule One drug that's been made illegal at a federal level. So that's the first thing that needs to happen is that we need to deschedule cannabis so that it can be available for research across the board. Yeah. Very important. Fucking right. What a great story. I'm so glad that the NFL is like, you know, setting a great precedent. Let's get some research to use this plant, a plant that grows, that is easily, you know, available legally in 36 states now for medical treatment. So it's just, it's time to get the research to back up what everyone knows. Absolutely. And then the NBA can follow suit and the MLB and NHL, like all the sports organizations can already, I can't even imagine the world wrestling Oh my gosh. Uh, can you imagine the WWE, how important it would be to their like yeah. well-being as well? I was just thinking about the NHL. I mean, the hockey players, like you, I can only imagine the what your joints go through with those, the hits that you take on the ice. Fucking sports, man. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Mary Jane wants to uh, legalize the plant known as cannabis, and she wants to <laughs> ban the bean known as peanut. That's correct. That's what. That's the platform she's running on. Peanuts should definitely be illegal. <laughs> the data backs it up. Look at my lips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm 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 thrilled that uh, these organizations are taking steps forward. That you know you can you can always say things like better late than never. Um, and in this case, I think that's true. Yeah. The tide is turning. I mean, it's really neat in 2021 to just cast a look back over the last six years, seven years, and just see how much things have changed and how quickly states are moving to legalize access to cannabis, both medically and for adult use. It's really, it's a pretty amazing time that we're alive in. Oh, mm-hmm. the Olympics are coming? Are yeah. you Are you an Olympic? I'm an Olympic nerd. Me too. Big time. Did I tell you about what I used to do when I collected the sports page every single day of the Olympics every four years for winter and summer? Let's hear it. It was, it was like hoarding um, levels of newspapers in my room as an elementary school kid. I Because it, this was a time when 
the Olympics were the front page of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch sports section, and it would say, like, day one of blank number of days in the Olympics. And I would collect all of them, and I would read all of them front to back, and then I would save them in their specific year. And I just had um, I just had Olympic sports pages covering a whole wall of my room in drawers. Um, and <laughs> it's just my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the year, or it's a time of every four years. Was it, I mean, obviously you're a hockey person, but was, were there other sports that you couldn't wait to see that, or was it just the Olympics in general and the whole sort of, I think it's the, it's the idea of the whole thing, just the greatest on earth from every country coming together for one competition Mm -hmm. every four years for supremacy, for supremacy, like athletic supremacy. I think everyone probably remembers where they were when Michael Phelps swam that eighth medal winning race. Like I was in Cape May in New Jersey with friends and we all like went to a place that had TV so we could all watch it while we cracked crab and you know just cheered him on it was like one of the most incredible feats I've ever seen or like you know Usain Bolt or like I mean any of the fucking great athletes of our time Mary Lou Retton's mm-hmm. like pr- before your time but she was like the athlete yeah but was, she got tens yeah, yeah it was just like yeah it's really exciting by the way Usain Bolt Michael Phelps weed smokers yeah exactly <laughs> I bet Mary Lou Retton fucking gets on the CBD train too yeah it was interesting because the ones that I didn't feel the most relationship to were things like uh, like decathlete. I like the dedication to a 100-yard dash more. I like the dedication to a f- butterfly stroke more. I think it's like uh-huh. being the best at one thing oh, is... Oh, no. Oh, I got to argue with you on really? that. Really? For biathletes, the biathlon, yeah. where they ski and then they shoot. Oh, yeah. And the whole deal is that you ski so hard and then you have to shoot and you have to calm your breath and your heart rate to like be a fucking sharpshooter marks marksman whatever whatever the term whatever it means yeah. when your arms are shaking you know you yeah. have to hit a bull and your heart is pounding oh my god i just think yeah so i think that's one of my favorites it's actually the biathlon that's a great one mm-hmm. you're right yeah um but that's not even decathlete... an exception to the rule that's just a brilliant fucking sport it's the craziest thing when you like shot put it's just nuts i love it yeah i Wild. love all of it it's i love so all cool. of it i saw the olympic torch once When the Olympics, I can't remember where they were being held in Canada, but the whole run of the Olympics torch started in my hometown and we went to see it pass by and it just felt really special. That's fucking special. It felt special. Yeah, it was, it was pretty magical. I saw a lot of interesting things in that small town, St. John's, Newfoundland. I saw the Pope. I saw the Olympic torch. I saw Richard Branson um, lift off in a helium balloon to try and fly across the Atlantic. What the fuck? (laughs) And there's a Broadway play written about it? Yeah. Jeez. Come from away. (laughs) You really lived in a spot. Yeah, this is a total spot. Go to Newfoundland, everyone. It's real cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, how do you feel if the Olympics come to LA? See, I, I'm a little torn because I know how crazy it is when the Olympics come to town because of just like how, you know, obviously the infrastructure of the city then supporting an extra, you know, however many million people show up. Tons of problems. It's a wild time. But I'm kind of an Olympics nerd, so I think what I would want to do is... Um, like rent out my house for a bunch of money Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, move in with a friend to say, maybe you and I could like, you know, stay together for the, for the time of the Olympics. And then one of us can rent out the other place to Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then spend that cash on going to the fucking Olympics. Yo, that's a well done plan right there. Like that's how you fund your, uh, I love our, like, (laughs) we're like the most low key, low rent Ocean's Eleven you will ever meet. (laughs) Not, not even that big of a plan to crack. Just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save great. up all of our weed and, um, you know, rent out one of our homes and just spend the whole month baked and like going to see amazing sports. Yeah. Waking up early, 
to see the thing at 2 a.m. Yes. That's my favorite, man. So I fucking excited. love it. Yeah, I want them to be here. Everybody, I, I know I've read the articles about how um, when the Olympics leave, there's more problems than good mm-hmm. and uh, well, all of it. But like, more often than not, I think one of the problems is that they build like crazy sports facilities. Like in Montreal, the um, Olympic Stadium yeah. is <laughs> an insane structure that's completely fucking falling apart. But I think that LA already has enough stadiums and structures built. So hopefully they won't have to do a huge uh, revamp, revamp of facilities and, you know, displace anything that's already existing. Yeah. And hopefully they'll just like fix some stuff, you know, get some. See, that's really what I'm hoping is like, yo, and also let's get the, uh, this fucking homeless population funded funded. and housed, housed, like do not move them because the Olympics are here. House them, house them, fund the programs to get them housed and helped. Absolutely. Take care of your fucking people. Yeah. I hope a huge part of that Olympics cash, most, if not all of it should go to solving the homelessness crisis, please. The unhoused crisis, I guess, is a better way to say it. In, Absolutely. A, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I, mm, yeah. I, okay. I, I just <laughs> like because I'm so stoked for next month with Tokyo, and it's you know in a different place, a different time. I would have flown there to yeah. go see them somewhere, and uh, that's another goal of mine is when they're not here um, to go fly to Rio de Janeiro to see them and things like that. Oh, yeah. I love the fucking Olympics. I don't know how we got on this, <laughs> but I you know love another them. thing that I want to do that's not Olympics related, but I would love to do it specifically with you because it would involve going to Europe, and I think you and I should go to Europe and travel and smoke weed in Europe. I want to go to Portugal. There is a surf break there where a woman surfer last year broke. Um, huge records by surfing the biggest wave that uh, any female surfer had ever surfed. And it's constantly breaking records, but it's just like this insane surf break and it's really close to shore. So you can actually stand on a cliff and watch these surfers come in on these, you know, 10 story high waves. Holy And I just think that that is, that's sort of a, a, I guess a bucket list item for lack of a better term for me to like stand on that cliff and like feel the salt spray and watch someone defy surf a building laws of nature and gravity (laughs) by surfing a building. I want to go there. Damn. That's amazing. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go (laughs) down. All right. This will be our final episode. We are, (laughs) we're going to Portugal. We're vaxxed and going to Portugal to see people surf on building, building tall waves. Yes. (laughs) It's been a good ride. That sounds good. Well, I'm so glad to drop this very last episode of Weed and Grub ever with the, with the wonderful Caitlin Gill. Yeah, no Should doubt. Should we do Buds of the Week? Yeah, let's do Buds of the Week this okay. week. Okay. You um, want to go first or second? Uh, can I do a double bud? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My pre-bud mm-hmm. is I want to shout out Zoe, The Last Prisoner Project, and um, 40 Tons because they threw a amazing fundraiser for Dr. G. And I just want to raise a little bit of awareness about what's going on with Dr. G right now before I get to my butt of the week. So Dr. G is a Malaysian who is in prison and facing death because they sold chocolate bars and brownie edibles made with hemp seed oil. If you want to hear a little bit more about it, there's an entire Vice article about what's going on right now. Two people have been sentenced to death for cannabis-related offenses? offenses, and he's in prison, and it's looking like he's going to be the third. And so we went to this really good fundraiser, raised a bunch of money. A lot of people spoke, including Corvain Cooper from 40 Tons, who's been on. And um, it was it's just something that I want to mention, where if you're looking for a good place to put your money where your mouth is and raise a little bit of money and raise a little bit of awareness, check out Dr. G and check out the article on Vice. And the name of the article is... This Malaysian godfather is facing death for weed. Wow. Yeah. 
So we'll put a link to that story in the show notes as well. Yes, great. Um, great. That's so, you know, as we, as we ban peanuts and legalize <laughs> weed, also got to get people out of prison who are there wrongfully. Absolutely. My butt of the week this week is Kristen Layden. Kristen is K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Layden is L-A-Y-D-E-N. She's our friend. She's It was greatest. her birthday. Happy birthday, Kristen. She, she has an Emmy in her living room casually in the corner. I took a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I yeah yeah it was amazing. She most recently I think wrote for the morning show yeah. on Apple TV. Rachel Aniston, yeah. Rachel Aniston. No, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel was her character on Friends. <laughs> but it took me a second because you said it, and I was like, I think that's wrong. Yeah. 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 Rachel Aniston. Mm-hmm. Rachel Aniston. That's I'm right. now gonna meet her, and that's gonna come out of my mouth. There's no stopping oh, that. Oh man. Wow. Okay. She's a big weed smoker, evidently. Oh yeah. Uh, so I've heard she keeps it low key, but I think she's uh, yeah loves loves the herb. We'll smoke with her. Um. The awesome. Happy birthday, Kristen. Happy she's birthday. Just a fucking awesome. Kristen, um, and Julian are sort of neighbors. They're like just a few blocks from me. And early in the pandemic, we did a trade where Kristen was baking incredible breads and they brought a loaf of fresh sourdough in exchange for some flour that I had. And it was just the greatest weed and bread exchange on the stoop safe drop off pandemic yeah. situation ever. Yo, that's right. Because she was a bread baker pre pandemic last time last time she had a birthday what what would that be a year a ago, year ago. <laughs> yeah didn't she didn't she make that rainbow cake it was like five different layers oh. of five different colors of cake with a vanilla cream in between each layer yep. and it was moist and delicious and sweet and big big honking slices <laughs> it was awesome Kristen. you're very cool happy birthday love a big fucking slice of cake awesome uh my butt of the week this week is stretchy feed at Stretchy Feed on IG, we received a DM from Stretchy Feed just saying that we um, helped them get through a stressful school year with weed and grub and a whole bunch of other nice stuff. And I'm not going to read it out loud and put them on blast, but it was just a really heartening, lovely message to receive from a friend, a new friend in the DM. So thank you at Stretchy Feed. Um, it was really appreciated. Warmed warmed my. All my nerve endings. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Tip of the toes? Yep. Fingers? Even the nose. Ne- no, scalp? Yep. Wow. All tingly. All tingles. Yep. Felt great. So nice. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a what's it called the antidote. It was an antidote to the peanut feeling. <laughs> the peanut feeling, all bad. This, all good. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say something nice to her. She's choking. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than any EpiPen. Give her a compliment. <laughs> They just stab you in the heart with a compliment. With compliments and love. Listen, I swear to God, that is true medicine. Like when I'm having, you know, an allergic reaction and you just hug me. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get through this. Yeah, we'll get through it. That's so beautiful. I mean, that feels like how I felt when we talked to Caitlin today, our VIB, our very important bud. It was truly, yes, all all the parts of my body warmed. Mm -hmm. Warmed by Caitlin's amazing, kind, wonderful, funny, cool vibes. And she made art while we spoke. To set up a little context for this interview, while we were talking with Caitlin over Zoom, who has a brand new company called Guarantee Shirts. Guarantee Shirts is her new venture as her and um, uh, Kelly moved 
to Joshua Tree. And as we were talking to her, she was doing a silkscreen printing of the Weed and Grub logo onto t-shirts for us. And she's getting so good at it. And her company is bubbling up. So if you're looking for t-shirts, please support Caitlin. And it was just such a great time to talk with someone who's in the middle of making their dreams come true and then making us on shirts while yeah. making their dreams come true. It was, I mean, I've seen Caitlin destroy on stage, you know, specifically the one most amazing night that I saw her destroy was when she uh, went up after Dave Chappelle at your show, Glazed to the Hollywood Improv. And Dave Chappelle sat and basically just like kind of riffed with her while she was up there. And he loved it. Like he, it, he she got a standing got a ovation. Yeah. She got a fucking cosign from Dave Chappelle yeah. and a standing ovation. It was fucking awesome. So I've seen her destroy as a comedian on stage so many times. And then to watch her like in this new world that she's created for herself in this it sounds like a pretty crazy amazing space with uh, an rv and a swimming pool i mean we get into it you'll hear all about it ready ready to get to it yeah um without further ado here's our interview with caitlin gill carry your smoking accessories in style with life's essentials made neat l-e-m-n or lemon for short Handcrafted from high-quality wood, Lemon Stash Kits provide a smart way to carry your essentials. Lemon is designed to enhance your smoking experience on the go and make sure you look neat doing it. The kits come in three sizes, all portable and all highly discreet. Lemon kits are crafted from wood and Italian leather and have a gilded gold leaf logo as a beautiful finishing touch. So visit thelemon.com and use code WEEDGRUB, WEEDGRUB, all one word, for 10% off your own Lemon Stash Kit. That's T-H-E-L-E-M-N dot com and use code WEEDGRUB for 10% off. They're beautiful. Love them. We have so much to catch up on. How the hell are you? I don't know. How does one answer that question anymore? I'm That's legit. I'm great. I am uh, not. I am all of it. Isn't life a spectacle these days? But I try to stay, <laughs> keep my brain on the stuff that's good. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, overall, good. But I feel good. like that can be said with a question mark and a slightly surprised lilt. I think that's appropriate these days. Do we want to give a couple of, li- of uh, cold readings on the word good to start us off? Good. 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 No, good. Good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Re- really good. doing good. You know, good. good. It's what I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, you know? Woo. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, through the, through the teeth. The That's primal the scream behind the teeth. <laughs> I know it's so good, though. I know some days are just like, the sun is up, and so am I. And... Uh, no, I'm all right. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. That's the answer. Man, the last time we hung out on this podcast, mm-hmm. we came over to your house. You made yes. us some slamming ribs. We got right. super fucking high. Right. I have a picture of myself um, next to your bong with tiny eyes. Beautiful. I have tiny eyes. That's a nice picture to have. That feels good. I'm picture. glad that you have that. It was good. I had tight cheeks and tiny eyes. It was a good time. You you showed us the best time with both weed and grub. And and here we are again now, catching up. And you're in a, like a different space. You have different things happening. There's so much to hear about. So much is different, um, <laughs> which is, I suppose, natural. But I was, I hope the audience could like cosmically feel my fist pumping of joy that you enjoyed 
visit to my home. Um, that always makes me proud and feel good. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I do recall having a splendid time the last time we got to chat and catch up. Much has changed. Um, the last year, of course, with everybody else, I just rode the wind as it came. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll stay on the cool shit, which is that we wound up, me and the sweet lady, wound up in uh, like the Joshua Tree area in a house, like a home. You know, we don't know we're renters. So let's not go crazy here. But like it's a home <laughs> with like rooms and doors which is like new to us. We've been together over seven years and for most of that time we've shared a room or a studio. So like, we have like do doors that close <laughs> and multiple rooms with like an S on the end of rooms and not just like a studio where it's like, no, that's the kitchen, that's like a room, but it's not. It's just the space that you're in. I'm not, not I love that life, but we're not in it right now. We're on two and a half acres with a pool in the middle of the most gorgeous desert. And it feels like every day it's like healing something I might not have even known needed it. So that's nice. Oh, wow. It's a special place. Yeah. Uh, we don't see neighbors. Wow. It's crazy. I'll take it. You know, whatever got yeah. us here, okay. Like, I'll, we all have to look back and do a lot of healing and, like, look at where we are and appreciate what we got. And at the moment, a lot of it feels kind of awesome. Um, yeah. I keep fidgeting. Can I tell you what I'm playing with? Can we talk about Please. this thing? Um, we Please. need to talk about food because the other thing I did. So what I did today, I wanted to make you a present while we were hanging out um, because I miss you. And uh, even virtual faces is like so nice to see. I'm going to swipe so I can also see my... Hi, Mike. I haven't seen you this whole time. That is so funny. Uh, grandma, still not good at the... Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to make a thing while we were hanging out. And uh, so I fussed with it all day. And then it was two, <laughs> which is the time in actual time and space at which we are recording. Um, so in the middle of the fussing, I felt like frustrated by something I was trying to do. So I stopped and made a pizza dough, which I thought was something the two of you could potentially relate to that like, well, fuck it. I don't know how to do this thing I'm trying to do. So I'm going to go do something I do know how to do real quick. That'll be tasty later. But like right now, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Um, I've made projection pizza dough before. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yes. Yeah. So it was a little yeah. bit of that. Um, but then I came back to the project and uh, approached it a different way and it worked. And that is what happens. And it feels cool and exciting. But in the last year, I have like started making t-shirts like for realsies. I got like awesome real equipment. And like, that's what I do all day is like learn how to do it really well and do it for the people who buy my t-shirts and myself and at more and more my friends. And it's like the coolest, it's the coolest thing. It's such a tactile art and so many elements of it remind me of cooking that I, I thought it would be fun to like have it ready to play with while we got to hang out. So I did, um, and I'll send some pictures. I'll try to be good about like, you know, especially as I clean up and I took a couple while I was making them, you know, less while I'm actually hanging out with you but i'll make sure we have some shots but i made you guys like a stencil a uh, silkscreen stencil for your sweet little <gasps> podcast logo and let me it see looks if so I can do good it right. what <laughs> so yeah i just wanted oh. to you know i played with it a few different ways because there's so many different ways to do this but like in the end single color was going to be the funnest to do while we were hanging out so i got it all ready and uh, briefly chatted with Mike, but Mary Jane chimed in here so rude that I only texted one of you. What a faux pas. 
My apologies. Oh my god. And that it was the man? How 1869 of me. Um, I don't think you have my number, so it's okay. Do I not? I think that's possible, but I also think we fixed that at one point, determined to hang out, and then we didn't. And I listened to a previous episode of Weed and Grub uh, and heard a description that hit so close to my heart, which was the mullet hang. Um, Fans of the pod (laughs) might remember the description of Mike as being a person who gets down to business to hang out. And of course, I'm literally making... The thing I do for work for us so we can hang out virtually. So I think I'm infected with a bit of this myself and was so determined to just hang out with you, Mary Jane, that I was then incapable of doing it. I like (laughs) this immovable object, unstoppable force situation happened over time. Um, oh man, it's weaving everything I love together. The mullet hang and projection pizza and <laughs> yes. cool art. <laughs> it's the greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is all of that. Um, and if you remember the first time we hang, we hung out and recorded at your place, Caitlin, you were using a knife at the cutting board and we were all smoking weed. And you said, right. looking down at the knife, you two are my friends now. Uh, <laughs> and then you were like, I'm so sorry. That was a creepy thing to say. <laughs> Holding a knife. Cutting up vegetables That's right. to nobody. And so <laughs> the irony of the fact that I just picked up tiny scissors that you knew Heck you yes. couldn't see that I was doing it, but that's what I was just picking up. Um, yeah. So like, this is our friendship. I think it's a great friendship. I, I love that you're doing, is it called a screen printing as yes. we're doing this? A silk printing? This screen printing. Silk, uh, silk screen and screen printing are the same process. Uh, it's just that the screens used to be made of silk and they are not anymore. Um, think this is like nylon Uh, but somebody out there who knows how to do this better than me is gonna be like no it's not and that's fine by me um (laughs) this is like why'd you start learning this because over the um past year is how i'll refer refer to the events of uh you know 2020 um Mm -hmm. i realized that you know i wasn't comedy wasn't gonna pay the bills uh that it really had before but it definitely wasn't going to in the near future i just put an album out it was kind of a weird opportunity where i was like more flush but couldn't do anything um and i recognized that like the next few years were going to be going to take a new approach like professionally so i thought about the things that i really like to do and some things that i learned that i knew i could get better at and um a lot of that was like graphic design, Photoshop, and Illustrator stuff, and an interest in sort of more tangible art. And so I looked at what was possible, and the first thing I invested in was a uh, white toner printer. I have a very special fancy printer that has that prints white, which printers don't normally do. Printers get their color by mixing cyan, yellow, magenta, and then black. Um, but I can toss a white in there, which does crazy stuff. It sounds kind of crazy, like silly, but you know, it's awesome. And it's something that is new and changes the way, like we can make stuff, specifically make comedians merch. I can make small runs on demand of full color images for comics, like with the equipment I have and it's the coolest thing. (laughs) So (laughs) I've started working with clients as I can, like it's just growing, the company started in September, Um, getting comedian stores and really good quality merchandise that's well designed and really well made with these crazy tools. And there's one artist I work with um, that makes such beautiful art that I knew would be 
better served by learning how to do screen printing than using the tool I already had that I got the tools to do screen printing. Like the stuff that we're going to make together is so good and I believe in it so much that like I'll straight up learn a trade to do it right because it's so good. And I finally, I've had this machine for like two weeks-ish <laughs> and finally burned you know, the three screens I needed to do the project right and all the right colors and mix all the inks and red, like lined everything up right and made a couple shirts and they looked so beautiful and they felt so beautiful and it was just the coolest feeling. And there's more to do, like I'm a baby at this. It is an Othello type thing. I hope I didn't already say that where it's just not hard to learn how to do, but like getting good at it takes for fucking ever. And this is a trait. People stay in it for like 30 years, so. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm a pro at this. You know, I'm working really hard to have like a workflow that makes quality stuff so that people get good things and stay realistic about what I'm capable of. But I've also learned to make really cool shit and I'm super excited to like make more of it. <laughs> Can I ask you about the, the Othello thing? What do you mean by that? I don't think I've heard that term. Oh, it's used. that game. It's that weird game with like black and white pieces on a board. And I forget how to play, but like its tagline is Othello, a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. So it's like a simple game, but its strategy is compelling. So like you could get lost and stuck in like learning how to play someone at Othello. Um, so it's one of those games that's fun because it's quick to teach, but like people get into how they play. A lot of people in our lives, in everywhere, are following their heart more than ever before right now. Yeah. And I was, I was like writing last night. It was like two in the morning, and I was writing about the word pivot because oh, pivot. Dude, feels, can you hang on one second? If, That's the name of my company that I started. It's called Pivot Print. Stop it. Just so you know, I just can't believe you said that word, and we're writing about it, and just about to talk about it. Enough that I interrupted you. Please tell me what you wrote. It felt, it seemed like something important to say after and not be like, or before and not after be like, and my company's name is Pivot. <laughs> like, I wanted you to feel in the moment, me be like, Pivot, you're fucking kidding. That's, yeah. I that's love cool. it. So rad. Well, I love it because, um, uh, I, that's amazing, Caitlin. Damn. I, we huh. haven't talked in like a year and it feels like we haven't lost a step. Um, it's just that I was raised to think that like pivoting is... Uh, quitting instead huh. of following your heart. No way. And yeah. then, you know what I mean? And then the more I wrote about it, the more I was like, damn, no, you know what it is? It's like finding things that make you really happy and then getting really good at stuff that you weren't allowing yourself to even consider before. And I don't know. It was just one of those, like, it was more of a journal than like time to be funny, Mike. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, it was a little more honest than I'd normally talk about on here, but like, I've just been thinking a lot about pivoting and seeing, seeing you lean full bore into pivot prints. And we have another friend, Tiff, who has leaned into her flower company and their beautiful flowers. And we have another friend, Ellen, who is leaning super hard into her gift box business because she's always wanted to do something in like the gift box industry. It's just a fucking... It's an exciting time to like reconnect with folks like yourself because, uh, you know, the world is a pretty fucked up place. And so we're all just doing the best we can. It was wild to look at like the national experience and see jobs numbers and the numbers of starting businesses and see how many people literally just like me are kind of taking a swing on something. Um, and it's inspiring, you know, just like so many things this year have been shared experiences in unexpected ways this is another one that like you know 
getting nitty gritty, so many women lost jobs and started businesses. So, so many, a staggering number that like, I'm kind of excited to like see expanding relationships in the next five years as like I grow and those businesses grow and like specifically finding those people, not to say that there's not so much experience <laughs> in better established businesses, but like finding the folks who shared this experience of finding something they can do well and growing into it sort of through this time frame intrigues me. I'm curious to see what other people are up to because it's awesome. And there's no, there's like the opposite of shame and pivoting, like part of what comedy gave me, I think, and I used to use this metaphor about stuff on stage, but I think it's broader than that is like you have a tool belt and in your life you expand your tool belt and it's cool you get really, really good at your drill, but if you're no good at your hammer, why is it hanging on your tool belt? Like you got to use all your tools and find out, you know, stretch and expand them because every time you do, you get better at something else. Like, you know, when I say this relates to cooking, like I don't have to think about things in the kitchen because my brain's already engaged in this other craft and my hands start doing something I'm familiar with because like I cannot focus on it on a, in a new way. And that'll happen on stage and it'll happen in relationships. It's like learning rules. Pivoting is learning. <laughs> and yeah. learning, you like yeah. feel it. Like I turned 40 during the pandemic and I've not, I haven't had a period of like, you know, kind of intellectual focus on new material like this since in a long time. And it's like so cool. And the opposite of anything like too late, whatever the fuck that means. It's like just learn stuff. Like learning mm. feels cool. <laughs> it's so neat. <laughs> it's vulnerable and a lot of it sucks and you screw up. And like, you know, some of it's like, I waste materials and it feels so bad, but every time I try something, I learn. So like, did I? It's like, yes, but also no, you know, it's, yeah. It sounds like you're just trusting your instinct and, you know, following, following what feels right. Have you in your life ended up um, in a spot where you felt like you're on the wrong path at all? Like have you ever had a sort of wrong, wrong time, wrong moment feeling in your life? Because when I experienced that for the first time, it was kind of later in life. I was really surprised when all of a sudden I looked around and I was like, oh, this isn't where I actually thought I would be right now. It was just, yeah, I'm just wondering if you've had that experience. You know, yes, and I'm curious to stay on this topic and sort of ask, like, you know, Yes, I have. I think I did it a little bit younger when I just realized I chased the wrong rabbits because they're exciting to run after. And I mean that sort of like, I'm a political science major from college, but that isn't my field. Like, I so thought that I was going to be like in the movie Primary Colors, like, which tells you that <laughs> I didn't realize I should have been watching the movie War Room, a literal documentary about the same election. So, it, you know, dated movie references aside, like... I've definitely chased the wrong path. Um, but I don't think you have to be wrong in the wrong, like, oh man, comedy is weird, right? Like there, you end up places you don't want to be doing something you really want to do sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. And measuring that gets really difficult. Finding the balance of that is like very hard. Like how much of a threshold do you have for shitty situations or people when that is like the trade-off for access to the stuff you do love and like where do you find that balance and if you're asking that question at all are you in the right place <laughs> yo there it is that's what's up <laughs> um, so much of it i think for for me a lot of it is about embracing um 
letting go of things or mm-hmm. not rather not embracing <laughs> the opposite of embracing actually like opening opening my arms up and letting go of things like I um who I just I I feel like you know I, I hang on to things and I don't mm-hmm. know how to let go of them I, sometimes I don't know how to let go of something that's actually hurting me and that's for sure uh you know, such an interesting thing to this because the second you let go of it, it feels better. I mean, I just got rid of a giant coffee table in my <laughs> home that was literally ruining my life. Yeah. And I just took it outside and I put it on the curb. And the person who was in their car at the curb was like, are you getting rid of that table? And you I was like, it? yeah, do you want it? And I helped that person put it in their car. Perfect. And they drove off with a new coffee table. And now I have open space in my living room. And I'm like, that was fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have got rid of that two years ago. <laughs> but it wouldn't you wouldn't so. have been like there wouldn't have been that person right who needed it right then. Like, you know, right. you yeah, share what you got, keep what you need. You never know. <laughs> and sometimes you don't need it anymore. And then you can it's just something you got. You can share it. But if you yeah. didn't have anything else in your living room for two years, you know. I don't know, we're in different <laughs> situations. I don't always have coffee table money lying around. I also just, like, dumped my financial security into these tools. So there you go. That was my year. Like, Wow. That's it was exciting. A, well, yeah, not to be overdramatic about it. Like, you know, essentially the amount of money I've spent is, like, a pretty okay used car. Um, but I could use one of those, too. So, like, it's a big investment in just, like, material equipment I literally have to live and move with and use to, like, generate income. But I also see its, like, potential to be so exciting and like honestly the mind change of like the simplest way to say it is the switch from like who books that to like how can i help where Ooh. like like mentally i think i'd been like finding tricks to stay out of the who books that trap which to like you know clarify is sort of that sensation of like hearing about an opportunity that somebody else like came up on and your first instinct being like fuck you who books that how do i get it and like mm-hmm. so much of comedy or entertainment feels zero sum, like a zero sum game where if you win, I lose that that instinct is like, you know, difficult. It's I think I'm not the only comedian to bring it up. Like and I've I remember very early on feeling lucky that I came up with some with strategies for like dealing with it. We literally a friend got opportunities, an opportunity that like when I still lived in the Bay, something came up for them. And my first like reaction was like so repellent, even to me that I was like, like shitty about it, not externally, but my internal response felt bad. And like, I'm so thankful for the voice. I'm sure this wasn't my own advice. I heard it from somewhere else that was just like, fake it, fix your face, like smile, say congratulations out loud, give them a hug. They might be scared. Like, and they were like their response was so thankful to have like someone not be prickly about it <laughs> that it sort of fed itself and i did have to fake it for a while where i was just sort of like yeah great for you <laughs> and then it worked because the feedback loop is so positive but like i didn't stay great at it over 12 years in comedy like i definitely had to work the muscle back up when it would fade in times when i was like delivering food to literal casting agents or studios which happened on enough occasions that i bring it up a lot i feel <laughs> that yep 100 so yeah. the shift in like you know making this investment and sort of seeing my friend's potential and like how many comedians don't take advantage of merch because it takes a lot of either money or organization or time and like talking to a lot of comedians and hearing that they all sort of hit the same roadblocks and 
you know. And also, there's a lot of shitty fucking merch out there. So much, Caitlin. and I'm really stubborn about it not being shitty. Like, it just can't be. And, like, you know, I, mean, I keep mentioning this one artist without mentioning them, and it'll come up. Like, I don't want to... It's their art, so, like, they can talk about it. But, like, some of the stuff and designs I get to work with are so cool that, like, they do not deserve a crummy t-shirt. I won't call out brands. Like, if you got a favorite in your closet, I'm not going to be like, your shirt sucks because it's one of those. Like... No, it doesn't. Your shirt is rad because you love it. Like, I have picked blanks that I think are a quality that, like, make people look great and make images look great. And, like, that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> they are not the Fuck cheapest yeah. ones. Uh, Fuck no. Thank God. I'm, I just have to add to it. I'm not going to name the brand because I don't want to give them any kind of shine at all. Right. But there is a, <laughs> there is a, there is a well-known company out there whose designs I love but every time I put the fucking shirt on, it's super thin, and I don't like my body oh, enough to want yeah. a thin-ass shirt Dude. with a cool design on it. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> That's not going to work for me for that amount of money. Oh! I love the arm pump. It's so real. I definitely feel the same. I picked a blank that looks good on every body, and it is not the most popular one. Not the cheapest, mm. not the most popular. Won't call anybody out. I'll tell you what I use. It's called Next Level 3600. It's not a brand. They're not capturing their marketing because, like, that name doesn't roll right off the tongue. But, <laughs> like, fits great, looks great, feels great. Right weight, right texture, can't see through it. It's just a winner of a T-shirt. And I go unisex. Like, it's unisex. I don't know what the right. It's T-shirts for whatever. Anybody. Everybody can put this T-shirt on and look good. The art of like printing well on a shirt too is so key because like I have a big rack and I <laughs> uh, love t-shirts, but so many of them just amplify my boobs in a crazy way. Yes. And I just got a great t-shirt and it was so perfect because when I put it on, it kind of actually made me look the way I want to look. Like screen printing, part of its virtue and like I'll answer whatever weird questions you have as best as I can because that is kind of awesome too. Like I am just like, you know, when I say dipping my toe in, I meant I plugged my nose and jumped all the way the heck in. So like, <laughs> I learned a lot, but like I sound like a, like a Wikipedia page talking about it. But it is like just fascinating how much the technique matters and the way you apply the ink and how that's going to affect the person who wears it and like. You can make those decisions on big automatic machines, of course, and people who are really talented do, but, like, I'm doing it with my hands, like, literally for the fans. And, like, it's the same thing that kept me motivated in comedy is, like, keeping people smiling and happy and feeling good. And, like, I wear T-shirts every day. And, like, it's not that my T-shirt is my personality. That's not what it's about. It's, like, you want to feel, you want a favorite T-shirt in your drawer. You want to feel your T-shirts. Yep. And, like not think about it while you're wearing it and then get a compliment feels like nothing until somebody at the grocery store is like ha ah, your t-shirt has judy dench on it or whatever yeah. um, uh -huh. and like, oh, it it's... goes back to getting rid of the coffee table like yeah. i just got rid of i i have like five shirts all of a sudden again <laughs> yes. i had 20 but i just kept rotating the same four yes or five over and over and over because like so what am i doing hanging on to all these old shirts that i don't love like yeah. you gotta make space for only the good and the new and the new sometimes yeah yeah we should note also for everyone listening that as we're hanging and chatting that you are in the process of screen printing i am making this you amazing shirts. piece of art yes <laughs> so excited which i am excited so about cool. uh like 
because it's, it's just not you guys have an awesome logo you know that y'all do um so yeah i played with it a little bit just to make a single color image so that it wasn't hard to make while we were chilling um but yeah i'm just gonna throw a t-shirt on i wear a large feel free to give me a size preference you can say it out loud or text or email me if you don't care to share that but i don't care i'm six three <laughs> or sorry six one two thirty and i wear a large Okay, I, I think I would probably wear a large or even an XL. First thing I'm going to do, I just pulled out a t-shirt. Um, I'm going to drop the tape I use first. No, I'm going to, I have a big fancy heat press and I'm going to use it to de-wrinkle the shirt and knock all the moisture out of it, which takes like five seconds and you might hear some clunking and beeping. <laughs> so, cool. um, so great. This is so exciting. <laughs> and then I'm going to put your t-shirt on and uh, I will mix some ink. You're coming to the, I mean, I know you said you, you just sort of like jumped, jumped all the way into the swimming uh, yes. pool, but did you have any um, experience in, in screen printing or t-shirt making at all before this? No, I had enough experience in Photoshop and Illustrator, and I looked at what you have to do to get images ready to hit a t-shirt and knew I could do that. So I knew if I could mm -hmm. work with good designers, which I do, that I could learn the rest. And I approached it like a trade or crafts and just really have like found everything I can and really watched people close and like, you know, trying to meet more and more people that know how to do this well and learn better habits. But, you know, no, I'd never made a t-shirt. Weirdly, I remembered kind of late in the process that when I was a little kid, I used to like hang out in a few stores. You know, my parents lived in different cities and there was like a comic book shop and a flower shop I hung out in one town. And then in Napa, there was this t-shirt shop that I like haunted. I would just go in and like flip all their books and like touch all their dumb letters and numbers and stuff. And I'm sure the staff was just like, who is this orphan? Um, <laughs> but I spent a lot of time there. Uh, and it's funny that like, you know, all the same stuff is like kind of fascinating to me to watch it all work. It's just cool, um, which is dumb, but. I had to think of a job to buy myself and I think I could enjoy doing this all day every day and <laughs> uh, thus far I do. Do you want to check out this transition I'm about to do? Caitlin? Do yeah, seamless. Okay, no. you ready? Yeah. So it seems like Seth Rogen found pottery and that became his first love <laughs> after comedy and now uh -huh. it seems like with comedy you've found t-shirt and screen printing. And it also seems like you both have smoked weed in the past. Where's your relationship with weed now? Uh, I was five minutes late to recording this podcast in part because I insisted on smoking out of my beautiful glass piece, which involves changing the water every time and adding ice. Is that a solid response? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> ba -ba boom Yeah. Now let's make some green, right? Serious Bob Ross vibes. Do you have like... um? a bunch of different paints and you're kind of playing Bob Ross, as you say? Yeah, so um, instead of like buying one of every color and trying to keep colors stocked, I mix inks for each job, essentially. Um, wow. So before we started chatting, I looked up a pretty cool green and uh, yeah, we'll just make sure uh, that it looks rad and I'll mix it. Um, while, while you're mixing those colors, do you still have your dog? Oh yeah, Major is uh, hanging out in the, uh, I believe she's in the, my sweet lady has an office. She is working through all this yelling, uh, and I believe the dog is in there chilling with her. 
Major is doing great. She loves the desert. She's a desert pup. And what's her full name? Major Margaret Hotlips Houlihan, for any MASH fans that might <laughs> still be alive. <laughs> Well, oh, as boy. as we um, as we head towards this final printing, I gotta know what are you gonna put on that pizza dough? Oh, uh, well, see, I have some leftover chimichurri, so I might go a little wild with the sauce. But then your classic mozzarella, got some feta in the fridge, that might be nice. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna saute some mushrooms and shallots, and I will consider a sausage. Although, who knows? Maybe not. Consider a sausage. Excellent. Maybe not. Oh, we're getting wow. kind of a cool, cool green coming. I'm pretty happy with her. She looks okay, neat. Okay. Yeah, she's deep. All right, cool. Getting a good, like, I wanted like a huntery, rich green. Um, I can see it coming together in the bowl that you're holding there because the bowl is glass. So yes. we can see this green developing while we're looking at it. It's it amazing. is a pretty fun. I do like that part. Uh, that's why I use the glass to make sure I get all the goo um, as I scoop and play. It's uh, reminiscent of the the color of the uh, weed that you were growing at your house the last time uh, we came over. You had a five-gallon bucket home grow set up that was pretty, uh, like it was producing some pretty frosty nugs. That was was a good setup. You know, yes, I have managed to produce uh, a couple of times like nugs that look like they're going to be good and they deeply are not. Uh, So that is one trade. If I can make green, that's great because I do not have a green thumb yet. Um, I will try again uh but hats off to every grower because their work is just so appreciated it is it is hard do you cook with weed as well as smoke it in your beautiful glass piece i'm all flour all the time and not to knock edibles they're awesome but like i just like the ride so much that no i don't usually um you know i like specific strains and flavors so much that like the guessing game of edibles in the stores is too much for me and like Doing yeah. it myself is like, yeah, but flower though. I'll come over to your pool and bring Hell a bunch yeah. of stuff for you to try. How about that? This is what I'm talking about. Let's make t-shirts and chill by the pool whenever you're both so cordially invited. And, you know, listeners feel the vibe by extension. I just want this, like, never had an opportunity to have a place like this where, like, I can really host and have people have a really wonderful time, like... You know, our house is beautiful and there's a little RV outside where folks can chill. Come have a writer's retreat. Come kick it, y'all. It would be really wonderful to have a cute follow-up episode where we are literally eating and making teas. I would love that. How do you feel if I'm microdosing mushrooms at the time as well? Um, as long as you're willing to share, that is fine by me. I only occasionally ride and only with the truest, sweetest of friends and you are on that list. So yes, please. <laughs> Yes, yes. That sounds fantastic. It's I, I just am picturing myself posted up next to your pool in a caftan. I have a slice of pizza in one hand and a joint in the other. Potent, or possible sausage. Possible sausage. It's magic hour. Archie Archie Moo is hanging out with Major Hot Lips Hulahan. I'm feeling it. Oh, we just got a picture of you with Major as we brought her up. That's so interesting. Oh, yes. I had a call from my dear friend Scam Likely that calls every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I had to decline, yeah, so this... I'm glad Major got to make an appearance through that. Um, are you ready? I'm going to pull the shirt. Uh, oh, yes, shit, yes. This is so exciting. We just watched you pour and sweep this. Oh, my God. It's so satisfying. It is so satisfying. Yeah, I hope you're getting a little bit of the audio. This was a pretty quiet, nice pull. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe you'll get that. 
if anyone's never seen it before, it's almost like the beauty of um, cleaning your windshield perfectly clean with a uh, whatever that thing is. A squeegee? It's called a squeegee. squeegee. Yeah. It's, some of the things have like really formal names, like, you know, well, do you have the right emulsion? And it's like, are you talking about the stuff that coats the screen? Because come on now, let's calm down. Uh, but yeah, the squeegee never found a formal title beyond squeegee. So gotta cover your stencil so she stays nice and, and wet. I use a water-based ink. Oh, it looks so cute. All right, it's pretty great. Here's the reveal. All right, there's one. Oh, my God. Oh, it's amazing. <gasps> yeah, it ain't wow. There's a couple places it's... where I know I could push a little harder, or it might be the screen itself, you know, first pass of the job. But as it is, she a cutie. What a cutie. She's gorgeous. It looks wow. so good. And I love that green. That is it's... a perfect green. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um. This has been a first for this show. Yep. We've like, I mean, an I, interactive hang with an with artwork in progress. Like this, this is a fucking dream come true. We've opened up our horizons to a whole new, yeah, world of podcasting while watching Sick. you work. It was amazing. This to me, there will never be as good of a mullet hang as this. This is <laughs> this is the perfect <laughs> mullet hang. I knew you would understand why I wanted to do this so bad, and like. Yeah, the rabbit hole of going down and trying things I didn't need to was so funny today. But, uh, yeah, the simplest design is going to look awesome. And, you know, someday we'll make one that's more colors and bigger and nuttier. But I just wanted to hang and make stuff with my buddies. And your shirt's getting cooked. It'll be ready soon. And I'll make a couple more. And you'll get to hold and have them. This, this is an amazing little audio window into the whole process. I love it. I'm sure it's, like, hard to picture what's happening. But, like... I also hope it was cool to feel something get made, you know? Uh, yeah, and if screen printing is awesome. Um, you know, the internet is full of answers, but if you want some from me, uh, you can write me at caitlingillcomedy at gmail.com or dearpivotprints at gmail.com or themerchkitchen at gmail.com or guaranteeshirtshop at gmail.com or... Uh, yeah, I love to talk about this stuff, obviously, so... Um, if anybody's like, what were you just doing? I will tell you. <laughs> and what's your Instagram handle? Caitlin is tall or guarantee shirts or yeah. Like I just, I only want folks like you in my life, Caitlin, just <laughs> like making big choices, following through, getting good, learning, growing, like betting on themselves. You're genuine, cool, funny, genuine, cool, fucking funny, like smart. God damn. Talented. Thank you. Feel lucky to know you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, that makes me proud. Uh, we've talked about it. That some of my coolest comedy memories are because we've met, and I'm very thankful for that. And like, the same. Just looking for how I can help. And usually, the most creative people are the best served by that energy. And that's certainly the two of you. And you know, learning to trust my productive output more, and be proud of what I put out there more. And I'm honestly more proud of what I make for others than the stuff I think of for myself. So. I feel like there's a whole surge of stuff I'm really proud of coming, which is exciting. She said lining wow. up a t-shirt to make you one. <laughs> wow. That's the kind wow. of distraction it takes to be raw like that. That's vulnerability, baby. It's still in the marketplace. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great message to leave everyone with, I think. Thank you so much, Galen. This has just been Love a, you both. an hour Thank that you. has uplifted my spirit and soul. I've, I've needed Aww. this kind of it. Thank you. So thank you. Yeah. That makes me very happy. 
<laughs> oh, your t-shirt's mm. done. Yeah. Beep. We gonna call it? On that note, bye everyone. Bye.